the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And despite Satan's frantic and furious assault on the light, the darkness did not overcome it. Even a small lamp can drive darkness from a room. And the brilliant, glorious light of our Lord Jesus Christ will utterly destroy Satan's realm of darkness. Pastor Leighton Sheely is digging deeper into the book of John on today's edition of Study Verse by Verse. I'm Mike Trout. This is an outreach ministry heard daily on this station Monday through Friday from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. They're on the web at highlands.us and more information about this particular ministry can be found on the web at the broadcast website studyversebyverse.com. And now continuing where we left off yesterday, here's Pastor Layton. The wolf will dwell with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the young goat, a calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little boy will lead them. Now, when I was a child, I used to dream about having a pet lion. I thought it'd be so neat to walk around with this huge lion by my side. It might have been because I thought the bullies would think twice before messing with me. You know, I have a problem with bullies, but praise the Lord. The Bible tells us that there aren't going to be any bullies in heaven. Praise the Lord. In him was life. Now, the word that John uses here is the word zoe, which refers to spiritual life as distinct from bios, uh, which refers to physical life, biology, the study of life. And here, as in chapter 5, verse 26, it uh, refers primarily to Christ having life within himself. Uh, theologians refer to this as self-existence, and that's another evidence of Christ's deity because only God is self-existent. In John 5.26, the apostle wrote, For the, as the Father hath life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And so John records to us the words of Jesus, who reveals that the basic source of all life is God the Father, And that God the Father has granted God the Son to also have life in himself. All of creation receives its life from outside of itself. But the Logos derives his life from within himself. He doesn't depend on anything else for life. There was a point at which the universe did not exist. However, there has never been a point at which the Logos did did not exist. He is the self-existent one, the I am who I am, the everlasting to everlasting. Now, Acts 17, 28 says, in him we live and move and have our being. In other words, we live in him. If we're not in him, we no longer can live or move or have our being. Our life comes from him. But he has always lived, he's always moved, and he always has always been. Now, this gospel constantly associates life with the Word. For instance, 10.10, He came that people might have life and have it more abundantly. 
John 3.16, he died so that people can have everlasting life. Uh, 6.51, he gave his life, his flesh for the life of the world. And 5.40, those who come to him have life. Uh, when he, in in 10.28, when he gives life, people perish no more. In 10.18, he has the power to lay down his life and to take it up again. And he did just that. And as the Lord of life, in chapter 11, he raised Lazarus from the dead. Twice he said that he is the life. And the life was the light of men. So John here links Christ, the Logos, with the light of the world. Anyone who follows him will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life, he writes. The Logos has come into the world as a light. The first recorded word of God and creation are, let there be light. And in this chapter, the word, we find, is the source of light. We're reminded of Old Testament passages that refer to God as the source of life and light. For instance, Psalm 36, 9, For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. And so what John is doing here is he's preparing the way for the thought that he will develop throughout this gospel that Jesus is the light life bringer and the light bearer. Intellectually, light refers to truth and darkness refers to falsehood. Morally, light refers to holiness and darkness to sin. Satan's kingdom is the kingdom of darkness, but Jesus is the source of life and light that shines in the darkness. Now, while it's appropriate for us to make some distinctions between light and life as we study them to find characteristics that give us insight into the nature of God, John is writing here that light and life cannot be separated. They're essentially the same. Verse 5, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Now, light has an obvious conflict with darkness. Uh, They are mutually exclusive. Light opposes darkness and dispels it. You introduce light and darkness flees. The only way for darkness to win is to snuff out the light. And so the theme of conflict between darkness and light is found throughout the Gospel of John. And not John only. You know, the the conflict between light and dark, that sounds real familiar. Are you all familiar with the Star Wars storyline? Yeah, I I wonder if the inspiration of that storyline came from the Bible. I mean, think about it. The force is all around us, but we can't see it. That sounds like the spiritual realm. The dark side of the force represents the evil that exists in the spiritual realm. We're familiar that Satan and his co-workers are spirit beings. Uh, The dark realm is led by an evil Sith emperor who accomplishes his goals using lies, deception, and manipulation. Hmm. He makes promises he cannot keep and doesn't intend to keep. Remember, uh, he promised young Skywalker that he would protect and provide life to the one that young Skywalker loved. But he didn't, and he couldn't, because he was not the source 
of life. And through many lies, the evil emperor eventually enslaves young Skywalker, who later becomes Darth Vader, who helps him conquer the nations. Oops, excuse me, the planets in that version. And enslave people. And uh, one of the tools that the evil emperor uses is uh, hatred. Hmm. Interesting. Now, I'm not suggesting we get our theology from movies. But oftentimes popular movies get their inspiration from the scripture. And they put their spin on it. So the theme of perpetual conflict between light and darkness is found in this gospel. It's also found elsewhere. In this gospel, in 319, we are told that people's condemnation is because they love darkness rather than light. In 812, Jesus calls on people to follow him so that they do not walk in darkness. In 1235, we're called to walk while we have the light, lest darkness overtake us or overcome us. 1246, Jesus came into the world as a light so that whoever believes in him should not stay in darkness. There's this constant theme of the conflict between light and dark. Now, Satan is the leader of the spiritual kingdom of darkness, and he's against whatever God is for. If God is for something, Satan's against it. If God is against something, Satan is for it. And uh, the Bible tells us that Jesus came to bring life and life more abundantly. And what do you think Satan's goals are? To steal, kill, and destroy. Exactly the opposite. Now, Revelation, the book of Revelation tells us that there's a time that's coming when God is going to bring judgment on Satan and on those who stand with him, those who are part of the kingdom of darkness. And they're going to be thrown into this lake of fire where they're going to spend eternity without any relief. Now, it's important for us to to try to understand what that means. You see, if a human in this world is, is caught in a fire... For a, brief, for, for a time, they, they're in, in agony. But eventually, the body throws circuit breakers, if you will, and the, and the people go into unconsciousness. They're not, they're not, uh, they're not, uh, they don't feel the pain. And, and then if it doesn't stop, eventually they die, and they never feel the pain. But when people get thrown into that lake of fire, there are no circuit breakers. There is no unconsciousness. And there is no death. They are going to be in agony for all eternity. And that's why we as believers do not treat salvation lightly as something that's trivial. Because every person is going to spend eternity in one of two places. They're either going to heaven or they're going to hell. And hell is a terrible place. Now, because Satan and his Minions understand with total clarity the judgment that awaits them. They, are, they have tried desperately throughout all of human history to kill the life and to extinguish the light. In the Old Testament, Satan tried to destroy the nation of Israel because it was from the nation of Israel that the Messiah would come, and he didn't succeed. He, he tried to destroy the kingly line because the Scriptures tell us what line Jesus would come from. He didn't succeed. In the New Testament, he was prompted Herod to try to kill all the newborn babes in Bethlehem in order to kill uh, this Messiah. That didn't succeed. And then he came to tempt Jesus to try to turn Jesus aside from his destiny of going to the cross, and that didn't succeed. 
And despite Satan's frantic and furious assault on the light, the darkness did not comprehend it. The darkness did not overcome it. Even a small lamp can drive darkness from a room. And the brilliant, glorious light of our Lord Jesus Christ will utterly destroy Satan's realm of darkness. Pastor Leighton Sheely, Senior Pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, is our teacher on this broadcast called Study Verse by Verse, an outreach of the church. And he'll come back with more from the book of John tomorrow. Some of the scholars have suggested maybe it's talking about creation because God was the one who brought light in and the devil's been trying to destroy it and has not been successful. But I think it's more likely a reference to Calvary because it was at that cross where light and darkness came into a very bitter and decisive conflict and darkness could not prevail. Jesus Christ won. I hope you can join us on the next edition of Study Verse by Verse. You can find out more about us on the web at studyversebyverse.com or for the church, highlands.us. Or if it's easier for you to call, the number is 650-873-4095. I'm Mike Trout, looking forward to having you back tomorrow at this same time as we open the Word of God once again to the book of John and study verse by verse.